Hey everybody, welcome to Infectious. I'm your host, Faz Sadie, and today we're going to be discussing the inequalities in terms of technology access, education, medical access, and vaccination that have been exacerbated by COVID-19. We're going to be interviewing members of the Gifford community in Indian River County. So, let's begin. My name is Freddie Warpalk, lifelong resident of Indian River County, currently employed at the Gifford Youth Achievement Center. I'm just happy to be here. Uh, I'm Tony Brown, lifelong resident of Indian River County, specifically Gifford, Florida. Uh, I'm president of the local NAACP. I kind of have my hands involved in a lot of civic stuff. I'm a, a consultant with Florida Department of Health, and I'm honored to be a part of this podcast. Good morning. My name is Tony Dudley. I, too, am a lifelong resident of Indian River County, uh, more specifically the Wabasso area. I recently retired. I'm a three-year retiree right now uh, after serving 30-plus years in public safety. Uh, and likewise, whatever input that I have, uh, if it benefits the community, that's what we're all about. Well, thank you guys so much for joining me. Um, now, Mr. Wolfort, can you tell us a little about the Gifford Youth Achievement Center and what role it plays inside Gifford? You got four hours. It take that long to tell you all about it. <laughs> you got jokes. <laughs> I'll, I'll try to make it as concise as I possibly can. The Gifford Youth Achievement Center, it, it was established for one reason back in 1998 when it opened its doors, and that was to increase the graduation rate of African-American students in Indian River County. At the time of 1996, two years prior, it was noted that the graduation rate was 23% for African-Americans in Indian River County. We could not wait on federal government. We could not wait on state. We got private donors and concerned citizens to pool together to build a facility called the Gifford Youth Achievement Center to do what the acronym itself says, G-Y-A-C which stands for giving youth a chance. And that's what we're all about here at the Gifted Youth Achievement Center. But also, I'm gonna put a tag there. We are more than an uh, after-school program. We are really a community center that provides so many different services from food distribution, clothing, uh, referrals, uh, you name it, you, you'll find it here at the Gifted Youth Achievement Center. And how would you say that COVID-19 has affected how these services are delivered? We like the, the, the lizard like what is chameleon, that when, he, when we land on a green leaf, we turn green. We land on a brown leaf, we turn brown. And that's the flexibility that makes us so successful in reaching our mission to provide services to our community, not only Gifford, but in River County as a whole. Uh, people come here this morning, I went to Shining Light Garden uh, and picked up a truckload of collard greens, uh, corn, uh, onions, and what's going to happen, the grapevine, which we have so prevalent in Gifford and River County, will let people know over the internet, the internet know that we have these food items here at the center and people will come by, drive through, social distance, and pick up some food stuff. So we are, we are very adamant about, about spreading the word about various things, whether it's blood pressure check, food pickup, uh, even with vaccine. We are, I'm sure we'll talk about that somewhere in the podcast. But the vaccine is, is being spearheaded, working with Tony with the Inner River County 
Health Department, the Church of Coast Community Health, Whole Family, and several other vendors out there that are doing a great job helping people get the, uh, the vaccine. Yeah, and along those lines of providing services to people in Gifford, I know that internet access plays a really big part in education, especially these days with COVID-19, and that Mr. Brown and I have talked a lot about education uh, many times before, and Mr. Wolfork, obviously, the Gifford Youth Achievement Center plays a big role in education. So how do you help people have better access to the internet and better access to technology? Because that plays a really big part in a lot of people's lives. Well, it really does. And, and we at the Gifford Youth Achievement Center try to be that bridge that help minority students to have access to computers. We just built a 14,000 square feet expansion here at the Gifford Youth Achievement Center, whereas individuals can actually uh, have access to 32 brand new computer stations, not counting the 28 that we have in the original building. Uh, even our tutorial sessions for our kids, we had to go from 250 youth uh, attending the center down to one half to about 120, 125 students. But even the tutorial sessions had to, we had to change colors as we talk about that chameleon, change colors and that when the, the tutors couldn't make it to the center because of the COVID, uh, the COVID virus, we somehow have found a way to do it uh, over the Zoom uh, capabilities. So our, tutor our tutors may be in New Jersey, California, New York, but they still can Zoom in with that student and help them with math, English, science, and other subject matters of that, of that, that type. So we've, we are, we've stayed open. We have not closed the doors and we still stay just social distancing, making sure that hands are washed and making sure that masks are worn. All those things have really helped us to be uh, on point to keep the, the educational process moving forward, but also keeping health and safety in the forefront. And uh, Mr. Brown? Well, it, it's, it's important and it's important in the way that it is used. Uh, Freddie and those, they have a unique way of uh, taking what they are given and tweaking it to fit the needs of our our specific community uh, on the global and on the county wise education has suffered as a especially for African Americans as a result of the pandemic. Uh, you know, I was conflicted when initially only it was 81% of African Americans that weren't returning to brick and mortar and a root cause analysis was never done as to how virtual was going to affect these kids who were not succeeding and how were they going to implement it to best help these students. Internet is paramount to the success, but the way it is used, uh, the way it's presented in our community, it has to uh, take on a different, uh, it, it can't be siloed, it can't be looked at as one size fits all. Uh, but overall, it's important but the way it is used in the African-American community is very important. Mr. Dudley? Um, I can't speak specifically to um, Gifford Youth Achievement Center, but I can say in general, um, I think they've spoken very well, and I particularly like uh, Mr. Woolfolk's analogy of the chameleon, because uh, if none of the agencies in any of the communities have not had that characteristic of a chameleon as to where you have to adapt, uh, particularly during these times, um, your, your, your outreach is gonna be minimized. But uh, I do see, and, and my comment would be more along the, the general aspect of it, in that I do see that there is a need and I try to be as much of a support 
uh, not only in the Wabasso community, but in the Gifford community, uh, as far as doing whatever I'm asked to do, whatever I can support them as far as doing anything uh, more generally. So that, that would be my comment on that. And now moving more to medical care and medical access. COVID-19 has exacerbated the inequalities that exist within the U.S. and Gifford in terms of medical care. Um, what potential solutions do you believe there are to help combat this inequality? Well, basically, you cannot provide quality education to a person who's coughing more than they're responding to a question. So, I mean, health has to be paramount, must be prioritized to make sure that that student as well as parents, because sometimes we, we have a tendency to aim for that student and try to help to improve their health, their education, their welfare, not realizing that those students are connected to parents, guardians, whether they're grandma, aunt, uncle, whoever may be that caregiver. So when you do this, this approach of providing health, it must be done from a holistic point, not just the children, not just the middle-aged, not just the elderly, but the whole ball of wax, so to speak, make sure everybody receives some type of attention. And what we've done here with, with the Gifford Youth Achievement Center and the Gifford community as a whole, working through other agencies, we partner, because we don't have you don't have to be everything, but just know where to find everything that you need. And we partnered with, with Tony and the Indian River County Health Department. We partnered with, with Gifford Health Center. We partnered with uh, Treasure Coast Community Health. Anybody who provides a service of health, we want to be a part of that. We partnered with Cleveland Clinic. Anybody I've had a, had a, a phone part with uh, Mr. Ralph, Ralph Turner. And so we are all trying to pull these different components together so that the health provision that we're providing will be uh, seamless. And that's a very important word, seamless. And that's the problem we've had with the vaccination. Everybody was talking about computers, 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 computers. And the vaccination wasn't going anywhere because they couldn't get online. They couldn't find access to the proper appointment. And people began to get frustrated so nobody was getting any type of uh, vaccination. We decided in the community, working with, with Miranda Hawker and Julianne Price and Tony Brown and, and many Mary Badger McKinney and Johnny May Brown and Perry, I can go on and on. All these people say, hey, let's not invent the wheel again. Let's find out, do a do a, a asset mapping, if you will. Asset mapping is when you take inventory of what each person or each organization does well. And when they do it well, let them do that. You do that well, you do that. You do that what you do and, and keep on in that fashion that you're not duplicating services, but providing neck-to-neck networking uh, opportunities. And so we'll, we, we learned that with this, this virus, that the grassroots group that we put together, working with the health department, working with Treasure Coast Community Health and other agencies, we're able now to have a solid front. So if someone say, well, I want one at 430 uh, appointment, well, Freddie, I know about that. He won't give that 430 because it's already taken. So coordination is very important. And we're right now, probably when we turn these uh, numbers in today for the vaccination appointment, we're probably going to turn in pretty close. We'll have turning pretty close to a thousand appointments, pencil and paper, that was able to get inside the community, use a bullhorn. That's right. You heard me right. Use a bullhorn to announce, hello, everybody in Gifford area. Hello, everybody in the Wabasa area. 
We are doing these services on Monday, March 25th, blah, blah, if that's the date. I'm just giving that date. We are announcing that so people hear it so they can come out and take, take uh, uh, advantage of that situation. Just got out another meeting a few minutes ago uh, uh, talking about that same adage. How can we reach those who can't get out? So we have to find some ways to get people into their house to take care of that person who's immobile, take care of that person who may not have a bicycle or a way of transportation, fill those gaps. And those gaps will help to raise the health awareness of those individuals and hopefully get them the care that they're in search of. Mr. Brown, do you have anything to add? Yes, we have to understand in under-resourced, impoverished communities of color, the dynamics are totally different. Uh, and I work with a program called PACE, Protocol for Assessing Community Excellence and Environmental Health. It's where you go into a community, you don't tell the people what they want, or what you want for them, you ask them what they need. And the nuances in our community is so varied that uh, piggybacking on uh, Mr. Wolfhawk, you can't come into our community and say, this is gonna work. You have to understand the nature that uh, certain groups are not computer literate. Certain groups don't do social media. Certain groups don't listen to the radio. So you have to think outside of the box. Freddie and I often say there is no box because we have to take in all possible variables and make them adapt to the situation that we know exists in our community. And so for health to work, those who are providing health have to come in and, and be open to, to realize they don't know what they don't know that they don't know. <laughs> and understand that those people vested in the community are assets, uh, they are not a liability. Uh, they, they can get intercede on behalf of you and get you into places, into homes, into situations, into uh, different arenas that would best manifest itself to impact positively upon our community. So healthcare has to take, a, uh, those providing healthcare has to understand that we're unique, that we're different. That's the Gifford area, that's the Wabasso area, that's the African uh, Oslo area, that's the Felsman area. You're dealing with an impoverished, under-resourced communities who don't follow a, a particular standard. So you have to understand that providing medical care, as well as anything else, you have to understand the nature of the beast and you have to work within that element so that you can best affect the total health of that community. So it's understanding who you're helping and how they want you to help them. And Mr. Dudley? Uh, yes, one of my roles uh, prior to retirement was in emergency medicine. So uh, throughout any community, uh, throughout any environment, I was there to provide emergency care for uh, more critically ill patients. So the whole aspect of uh, medical care and medicine is something that I think we can all relate to from our different points of view and different perspectives. And somewhat, again, piggybacking off what my other two brothers had to say is oftentimes, even though we may realize the things that are needed in a community, uh, if it's not available to you, uh, for whatever reason, if that resource is not there, then you can't take advantage of it. So again, uh, with what they were saying, if we know that the resource is there, we also have to realize that there's a need for that service and we have to have, again, access to that service. So if you take away any one of those elements, 
um, than healthcare, whether it's emergency or critical or acute care, uh, it's, it's not going to be provided for you at the level that it should be provided. I fortunately um, have some physicians um, in my realm, and you may know one of them, that, that have a, a, a deep concern uh, more on a personal and patient level than some physicians do. Oftentimes, uh, historically, curative doses have just been based on a certain part of the community and not more generalized. So even if we know that there's a need for something, um, the dosages, the fact that it's uh, distributed, it's not distributed fairly or equally. So then uh, the care goes downhill. So just to kind of conclude, um, if we know that there's a need and we can relate to a community what their need is, we have to be able to have the, uh, to, to be able to provide that care for them, uh, not only just helping them recognize what they need, but being able to, to make that care accessible to them and follow up with their care. Now, wrapping us up, COVID-19 has clearly exacerbated a lot of inequalities that already existed within the U.S. and Gifford. And if someone wants to help address these inequalities, what are some ways that they can help? Well, I'm one who don't like them getting the wheel again. If the wheel is rolling, is moving fluidly, then that's a stable wheel. Contact your, your area for representatives, whether it's the Progressive Civic League of Gifford, whether it's the Wabasso Civic League, whether it's the Gifford Health Council, whether it's the NAACP, uh, if it's the Gifford Youth Achievement Center itself, is find a way to contact those agencies and say, how can I help? How can I join in the effort? We're right now, something as simple as what we're doing now with the Progressive Civic League, which is our mother organization that we didn't mention. And that organization is the reason the Gifford Youth Achievement Center is here today. It was founded back in 1961 by some men and women who saw the need of representation because we at, that, at that particular time, it was taxation without representation, and that still exists somewhat today. So this particular organization, the Progressive Civic League of Gifford, can be your launching pad. You can launch into whether it's health, whether it's education, whether it's uh, police uh, work, whatever it may be. We would soon begin again our COPE meeting. COPE stands for Community Oriented Police Enforcement. That's a countywide initiative by the sheriff department. So if anybody want to get involved, they can call me. I mean, if they want to, call my Mr. Brown, call Mr. Dudley. My phone number is a public number. Everybody know it anyhow, 772-633-3941. And I can put you out as a traffic cop. I can I can direct you to the right place. You want to get in the health, get on the health, give it the health counselor. You want to hear about civic things, Progressive Civic League. You want to hear about discrimination problems? NAACP. You want to hear about spiritual things? Pastors Association. You want to hear about education? GYC. So there's a there's a there's a uh, how can I say a skeletal fame framework already established in our county, but you got to know that it exists to be a part of it. So don't say nothing's happening in the county. No 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 no. Check yourself and find out whether you are happening and how you can make your happening combined with somebody else's happening and guess what we get something done that way without criticizing each other or coming together thank you to you all for helping us learn more about 
the inequalities that exist within the U.S. and especially Gifford in terms of medical care, vaccine distribution, and internet and technology access. Is there anything that you guys would like to add? I would just add on that uh, we're in a pandemic and it is very uh, problematic for our community, especially African-Americans because of underlying causes. Uh, you know, a lot of misinformation goes out. Uh, they were telling us to the percentages of African-Americans in Indian River County who had been uh, vaccinated. And they was, you know, uh, Freddie and I talked, and it was something about 6% of this. What they did not tell you is that that was overall, but the targeted group that the governor's executive order allowed us to help was 65 and older initially, they were at approximately 47%. So I often tell people misinformation, disinformation, lies and trickery is very problematic coming into an under-resourced, impoverished community of color. Let our people know the truth that this thing works. This thing can be beneficial and we have to protect each other and do what is right for the totality of our communities. Well, thank you guys so much for allowing me to interview you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And thank you guys so much for listening. I'm your host, Fawaz Zaidi, and this was Infectious.